Here we go! Hey there, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And if you're new with us, thank you so much for being here. We missed an episode last week. Uh, y- yes, we did. And I had to. Somebody called me out on that. Who was it? Well, you know who it was. Julian. She's like, dang it, she lady. didn't mean to, I don't think. She's like, oh, I haven't she listened did. to uh, Church Nerds this oh, week. Oh, she and casually like, brought it up. That's... Mm. Yeah, I, I get there it. wasn't an yeah. episode. We tried. We were trying really hard. Um, so we're challenged yeah. right now because um, you are going to be out of town a lot. I am. And so what it means is that we basically have to record episodes back to back on the weeks that you are back here. Back. If, back. if we are going to, hey, hey, hey. Don't worry, I'm just going to move your microphone. microphone adjustment. Is that better, everyone? It's fine High quality me. here. Anyway, we did not. We did not record back-to-back episodes last week no. like we should have because we just we ran out of time. It was rough, um, and so we might we might miss another one. I'm hoping to not do that. But yeah, the plan is not to. I'm going to be out of town again next week, and like towards the end of the week. So again, a peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. We record usually on Wednesdays, and then we release on Fridays. I usually leave town on Wednesday yes, or Thursday. And so both of those days are bad days mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So we'll just record later. We might record on Sunday or something like that. Who knows? Mm, it does, have, the a be- busy, have a busy Sunday. You're going to have to quit. The busy, <laughs> the busyness of our schedule doesn't really matter, honestly, because like none of these are time sensitive. We're not doing... This week in the world, beep 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 beep. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like hey. riveting, totally relevant, uh, moment by moment relevant yeah. no, uh, content. No, not, we're not a we're not a news network here. Well, speaking of you going on trips, you just speaking got back from a trip. News networks, like no, no, okay. no. You just got back from Gen Con last night. I at, did. Uh, eight. Uh, eight thirty ish. Yeah. Eight, yeah, you're right. Eight forty. Eight forty, because I wanted to have the kids in bed by eight. Hey, this is not my fault. You, I, I stand behind that. We should have had the kids, and by we, I mean you should have had the kids in bed by eight. But they hadn't seen you in a full week. Oh, big deal. And so I felt like I don't know. Anyway, how was it? Man, Gen Con was amazing. If you guys don't know about Gen Con, Gen Con is a board game extravaganza it is a tabletop experience convention i don't like saying board game anymore i'm gonna be this guy right okay oh i don't like saying board game anymore because it's not just board games right it's basically anything well you switched to tabletop a long time ago yeah yeah yeah. so so i don't really play board games um i engage in tabletop experiences gross okay (laughs) i'm workshopping you're so snobby Something that better. Anyway, so so Gen Con, right? It's in mm-hmm. Indianapolis and it's so like the concept of it is freaking dope because you're at the the Indianapolis um you know convention center, which is literally across the street. Literally? Literally across the, across the, street. the street. From Lucas Oil Stadium, 
where the Indianapolis Colts play. Okay. American football. Why is it Lucas? What What's Lucas Oil? Lucas Oil is the sponsor. Like, right. That's why I've you, never heard of you Lucas have, Oil. You have not like, Lucas Films. Oh yeah, no, no. That's why you have like uh, MetLife Stadium and stuff like that. Right. Like, no, I know that. That's Lucas Oil. I I understand sponsor sponsorship of the stadium. You just don't know what Lucas. Oil I just is. don't know what Lucas Oil is. I'm Does not it, uh, a complete idiot. Well, I think everything you need to know is in the second word, oil, <laughs> oil, oil. oil. <laughs> that was that was a callback from when we used to live in West Texas. In West Texas, they everybody can't. calls it oil, oil, oil. Like O-ill. 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 I don't know. And and it was- and <laughs> They every, made fun of us because we said oil. Oil. Yeah, oil. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Like, There's anyway. an eye in there. Um, <laughs> anyway, hey, if you're, if you're from our West Texas family, we love you. I'm praying for you, but we love you. Uh, anyway. So okay. Gen Con is billed as the best four days in gaming. And- It- When we went- because you did a couple of years Three ago, years ago as a family, like we like took our family vacation time. We hung out with Matt and Aaron, um, totally inundated them with children and whatnot. Um, really that, tested that relationship. We <laughs> <laughs> we barely knew them in person and barely met um, out alive. Yeah, no, we were fine. But like Gen Con is kind of overwhelming the number of games that there are there. Like. Yeah. hundreds and hundreds of games and everybody wants you to play their game and it's like and you can't and they aren't all good <laughs> they are not i i played one i will tell you this story off offline and if anybody wants to hear the story i will tell them offline but i am not going to share it on stream because i if, if for whatever reason somebody comes across this Love Thy Nerd is about building relationships not breaking them down uh-huh. and the story i tell about this one would demolish a relationship <laughs> With the person who heard it. Oh, oh so, dear. But I have a really good story if anybody <laughs> wants to hear it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, there's usually like 60, 70, 80,000 people at this thing. Like, it's it's the biggest uh, tabletop convention in the U.S. This year, they capped at 50%. And so, it was a ghost town. There might, I think, I think they might have sold like 35,000 tickets. But I don't think 35,000 people were there. Obviously, you're going to sell more tickets than actually show up. That's how number, that's like, yeah, how registrations work. Right. This, I mean, if it, they it do was them legitimate ghost town. Well, there were, there were booths. So, that, was that kind of nice to, for it to be not as crowded? It or? was jarring. Like, it was. Was it less COVID y? <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, so, there, there were a lot of like militant event workers. Yeah. That, I mean, we literally, I'll show this story. We had a lady come up, we were playing in the open gaming area and this was like day two, you know, at like nine o'clock at night or something like that. We're over there in the gaming area and we're at a table and all of us had our masks down because we were eating and, you know, you know playing and whatever. And she just walks up and she says, uh, hey guys, do you want to leave <laughs> or do you want to put your masks on? Oh, And I was like, well, and I literally said this. I was like, that's an interesting way to put that. Uh, and we put our we put our masks on. You know, it was it, it ended up it ended up being fine. But I was just like, dang, what the heck is going on here? Like there are easier and more gentle ways 
to remind that somebody. That was not her job to be gentle. It was her job to make sure that you had your masks on. So. Yeah. Well, we put our masks on, but it, we didn't like it. Well, speaking of masks, actually, not because not, we're anti-masks. Not speaking right? of masks, um, I have some. I have a quiz for you today. Gen Con was great. I have a lot of great things to say about it. Sorry, I, <laughs> that mask story doesn't culminate. LTN it, did really well. It'll probably come really up. well. It'll probably come up again. Um, okay, so I wanted to start doing a like little quiz portion, like nerd quizzes. You have a, you have two minutes. Well, okay. You better. So the zoom. first one. This one this week is about Stranger Things. We're going to test your knowledge on Stranger Things. I cannot wait for Stranger Things season four. Go, stop. Let me stop you. Stop. Okay. Stranger Things is set. True. In the fictional rural town of Hawkins. The Ruger. But in which U.S. state is it located? Indiana. Hawkins, Indiana. Hawkins, Indiana. Okay. During season two. Is that correct? The numbers are at the. the, Okay. Got it. We will. I will score you later. Okay, during straight during season two, you put so much pressure on me, lady. Come, let's go. During season two, the boys dressed up for Halloween as characters. For, okay, Next. in season one, what does a desperate Joyce use as a way of communicating with her uh, missing son, Will? Christmas lights. Next. In uh, what is the unfortunate physical side effect of Eleven using her mental superpowers? She her nose bleeds. Next. What is the alternate dimension in Stranger Things? No, upside as? down. Next. What Clash song is important in season one? Oh, God. Ah. Uh-oh. I got him. Ah. Uh, okay, this is hurting my brain because I can, I'm like there. Oh, he, put, he, he plays the tape every time the parents are arguing. Oh, man. <laughs> what a stupid quiz. You were doing Pass. so well. Okay. Dang in, it. In what year is the first season of Stranger Things set? Oh, 1980. Um, mm-hmm. Just say it. Just say a year. 1980. I want to say like. Two. 1982. Okay. Ugh, Eleven wrong. develops a taste for which unhealthy food? Uh, blood. No. Also Echoes. Yeah. <laughs> what is the first name of Sheriff Hop Hopper? Um, See, I don't know this one. I didn't. Oh, know. oh, oh! I know, I know, I know. I know it. Yeah, because isn't it James? Isn't it Jim? Jim, Jim Hopper. Jim James. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Jim. What is the other name given to Lucas's Lucas? It says Lucas's Lucas slingshot. His slingshot. Uh, yeah. Duh. Uh, how about nobody cares? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know it either, um, but oh, we slingy. will get back to it. Slingy. We will get back to it, um, after the break. Oh, you're going to score it after the break. All right. Hey, time is up. No, I, I like how you're like drawing them back in. <laughs> Take that suckers. Well, Hey, if you want to know how well I did, or we did kind of as a couple, you answered that. I gave you one. You gave I gave you one. one. Um, you're going to have to come back. Like Anna said, after the break, but don't go anywhere. Cause we're going to be back with oh, more. Come on. What? Hold on. I'm just looking at the Are you kidding me? I was answers. in the middle of the closer. <laughs> well, you're going to just be annoyed when you hear the other, the alternative name for Lucas slingshot. Just, oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, it can't be worse than slingy. Hey, don't go anywhere. And we'll be back with more <laughs> of the church nerds podcast.
This week in nerd history, bad discernment. Nerd history. Okay, that pun isn't going to play well on audio, but CERN, the European Organization for Nuclear Research, made a huge discovery and shared it with the world on September 22nd, 2011. A discovery that would turn the scientific community on its head. The laws of physics had been officially broken. Scientists working at the facility have discovered that subatomic neutrino particles may have traveled through the 17-mile-long particle collider at faster than the speed of light. The only thing is, nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. The father of modern physics, Albert Einstein, formulated his special theory of relativity based on the fundamental law that nothing can move faster than the speed of light, that is 299,792,458 meters per second. Why is that such a big deal? Because a discovery like this could open the doors to new, never-dreamed-of tech, including the hypothetical ability to break the time barrier. The neutrino beam in question was clocked at traveling 60 nanoseconds faster than the speed of light, and scientists only put the margin of error at 10 nanoseconds. CERN spokesman James Gillies said at the time, the feeling that most people have is this can't be right, this can't be real. And as it turns out, it wasn't. Discoveries like this are always peer-reviewed and double-checked. Almost as soon as the announcement was made, physicists began trying to poke holes in the opera analysis of these neutrinos. And by next February, researchers from within the opera team announced that they had uncovered possible timing problems with their original measurements that could have led to a 60 nanosecond discrepancy. When re-evaluating the findings, they found many neutrinos traveling at near the speed of light, but no faster. CERN did confirm in June of 2020 that their results were caused by faulty machinery. And while it may seem like a huge blow to the team, CERN research director Sergio Bertolucci was happy that science did what it does. He said, The story captured the public imagination and has given people the opportunity to see the scientific method in action. An unexpected result was put up for scrutiny, thoroughly investigated and resolved, in part thanks to collaboration between normally competing experiments. This is how science moves forward. So... Put your DeLorean back in the shed, Doc. No time travel just yet. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And if you're just now joining us, I am remembering now mm-hmm. that we didn't introduce ourselves. It's in the not previ- important. It's not. A, you don't need to know who we I, are. are. Are we past that? You guys let us Maybe. know in the comments. I, I don't want to alienate new listeners. Uh huh. So I think we can be very brief about it, right? Okay. Oh, introduction. Like my, my name's Bubba. I'm a founder of LTN. Hi, Bubba. Anna. I am Bubba's wife. That's, that's not your identity. You have, you're a human person. I know, but I don't really know what else to say. Well, like, this is the whole thing, is that we are a couple. I partner with you, sort of. Mm-hmm. I'm Not financially, more, though. I, no. But you can if you want to go to lovethynerd.com slash Bubba. I mean, kind of. Like, I have a part-time job at a church um, in the child care department. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's the thing about me. And we have four kids together. Mm-hmm. And that's the main way I support you, is mm-hmm. just trying to keep the children out of your stuff. And Peter your space. and sleeping. And I love that right yeah. now. Yeah. So All right.
Okay. Hey, how did we do? Last segment in the opener, we pretty good. Oh, pretty good. Serious. Seven out of ten, definitely correct. Okay. Um, this is a Stranger Things quiz. In case here, here we are. Problem questions. Um, in the what what hey, song go, what go clash song? Go over them so everybody knows. The problem is that they're on. The answers oh are at the gosh. bottom, like way at the bottom. So I can't just quickly scroll. Okay. Um, there was a question about what Clash song was like important in you the movie. Don't tell it to me. Give me a hint. I know I, it. Don't tell it to me. Give me a hint. Um, no, I, I can't. I can't Perfect. hint at it. All right. Should I stay or should, should I, I go? go? Nah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dang it. I had it. I was right there. Um, okay, the year you said 1982. I said two. It's three. I was gonna say like three. that's so close. You I were on the right. You were on the right end of the or you know side of the decade. To um, be fair, I wasn't born until '86, <clears throat> so it's not my fault. Things that happened before I was born, even fictionally, I shouldn't be held accountable for. Okay, Lucas Slingshot, the nickname for it, they said Slingy. No, Wrist Rocket. That is, oh. But that's actually a name for a slingshot, right? Yeah. Because my brother had a, a slingshot rocket, yeah. that was called a wrist rocket. Yeah. That's but not like a, a nickname. But I think that was the actual. I thought it had like a pet name. Like There a, was there was a a wrist rocket slingshot, if memory serves me correctly. That like was, a brand. Like it was a slingshot with a like a wrist Yeah, it had brace. a little brace thing on it. Like, yeah. That's what my brother had. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think. That, okay. Anyway, continue. That's it. That the, those, those are the, the only ins- ones we got wrong. Those are the only ones we got wrong. So it's Jim. Yeah, it is Jim. We did good. High five. Love that. Um, we're pretty good at Stranger Things. I, guys, we're decent. I, those. It would have been passing. Those were the easiest Stranger Things questions you could have <laughs> they, asked. Until I said what's Clash song, and then you're like, "Ugh, this is dumb." Honestly, if if I had watched it recently, it'd have been no problem. But I I will I'll be honest with you. I've only seen. Stranger Things through one time. Mm. I just love that universe. The other day, so I was much. like, "Man, I, I want to watch through it again." Oh, it's lady, it's gonna happen. Um, so this is funny. This isn't really funny. Just an interesting anecdote here. Um, funny, haha, or funny faux pas? No, what? I, <clears throat> you know how a lot of people have celebrity do- doppelgangers. Uh-huh, yeah. I feel like I have one of those faces that I actually don't. I do not have no. a celebrity doppelganger. You're one of a kind, babe. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're doing great. So there are two people in my life who have said, I mean, there are two two celebrities that I have ever been compared to. One of them was Audrey Hepburn. I don't see it. Um, the so other like one. F- from the movies, Audrey Hepburn? Yeah. Audrey Hepburn, the actor. Huh? Riss, actress. Actress. Um. It. The other one was Nancy from Stranger Things. Again, don't see it. Uh, eh, I mean, I give it to you, dude. I don't know. Anyway, X, X can give it to you. That's more than Audrey Hepburn. I get a lot of times. Oh, what is his name? You're yours. You actually do look like. Um, what is his name? I don't know. He's in the Italian job. And I was gonna say he was Hulk. Oh, um, the less the the and inferior. He was, yeah, the, and he was also in um, Fight Club. Mm, are you googling it? Um, I can either confirm Kevin or Spacey, Kevin Sorbo. Yes. Um, Audrey Hepburn. 
It's you not. do resemble Audrey Hepburn a little bit. It's the eyebrows. Cast. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. So I get there Edward Norton is. a lot, and I'm like, man, I just... <laughs> see he sounds like a handsome devil. And someone said Adam Levine for a little oh, while. Oh, I so, when I had the... <clears throat> Bubba didn't always have um, these a pompadour and a looks, beard. Yeah. And he used to have this little kind of like stubbly facial hair. Yeah, a little half beard. And his little baby face. And you did look a little bit like Adam li- Levine. I mean a little bit. I had uh, the moves like Jagger. It made me consider what you would look like with sleeves, like tattoos. And uh, I was okay with it. I'll get them. <laughs> if that's what you want. Not really. I don't want to pay for them. Anyway. Okay. Nope. So. <clears throat> People also on. say I, I sound like Edward Norton. I'm sorry I sound like this today, you guys. I don't you know say, what's You also sound like Edward I Norton right now. I sound weird. Like something's happening. It's very I not, just feel not, not Audrey Hepburn of you. It does not sound like Audrey Hepburn. It sounds like it. An old smoker, like what? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did your accent change too? Like well, that was because smokers smoker. always sound like they're from New England. New England does. <laughs> My mom was a smoker who was from New England. <laughs> probably yeah, influences that's it. That's right, but she did not sound like that at all. Maybe at ninety, she might have sounded like that. She would have leaned into it. Oh my goodness! Park the car. <laughs> Chow to him. No, I don't know. Nobody says Chowderhead. I realized that. I don't know what you guys thought you were going to listen to today, but I haven't talked to my wife. Like, I really talked to her in a while. Um, but so when we went up, we we did a convention in Boston. Uh, I guess it was two years ago, and we were up there, and we just started calling everybody Chowderhead, 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 and they're like, "Where did you hear that?" I, I can't remember, but it just felt right to say. It. And they're like, "Nobody says that." Nobody says chowderhead. <laughs> they I eat did. chowder. I clam did. chowder? New England clam chowder. Also, I talk, real quick story, since we're talking about accents. I was talking to a lady at a booth in at Gen Con, and she had the most Dakota accent. Minnesota theory, Dakota's theory. She was going, and I was just like, I don't remember a whole lot of what she said about the game. Because uh-huh. I was so focused on her accent. Yeah. And I, I asked her at the end, I was like, oh, that's really great. Um, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, do I have an accent? And I was like, yeah, you do. I said, which Dakota? And she goes, you're not going to believe me. I was like, where do you live? She says, I live in California. <laughs> I was like, no, you do not. <laughs> Yeah. You want me to buy this game or you don't? Don't lie to me. Where do you live? Um, but no, seriously, she was like, I, she's lived all over the place. She mm-hmm. did spend some time in the Dakotas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how long have you lived in Where, California? Maybe they were in her formative speech development years. Yeah. She's like, oh, when I go back home, it's real thick there. And I was like, is it thick there? What is this? Is this mild? And she she was like into the whole conversation because like she doesn't know when you have an accent, you don't know you, you have an accent. You don't know you have an accent. I know. You don't. This adorable American accent that we have might sound so <laughs> exotic in um, Wales. Wales. Yeah. <laughs> I this no, is just th- kidding. This they isn't think the accent trash. podcast. And I apologize. I just had to get that out of my brain uh-huh. because of. You know, well, no. See, it's funny because head. my mom did grow up in South Dakota and Minnesota. And so there are certain words that I say 
very much like a northerner. Like what? Um, it just comes out at certain times. You know, I yeah, couldn't tell you, yeah. but um, definitely like when we were young marrieds in that time in, in our life, I worked at a hardware store <clears throat> and people would come in and they'd be like, where are you from? Because my accent, my dad's from West Texas. Yep. And my mom is from South Dakota. And like, I just say, I don't know. I don't know. I'm wonky. And I, I take those little quizzes of like what you call things like pop. Do you call it a Coke or a pop? And I'm like, it's neither of those uh, things. It's, it's a soda. It's, yeah. Just give me a root beer. Uh, anyway, they can't, they can't peg me. They cannot peg me because I don't actually fit into a, you're yeah. I, I'm a code switcher. So, which is kind of a verbal chameleon. Yeah. If I'm well, around, I think we all are a little bit. No, just so me, when though. we're in West Texas, we say, Oh, Oh, and say, Hattie, wash the car, Shee-wee. put some mole, air up the tars. Uh, yeah. We reckon a lot when we's <laughs> down in West Texas. Um, I do say y'all. Yeah. Yep. It's it's really fun if you like to do voices. Uh-huh. And I sometimes do like to do voices. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's not a, a hobby, it's more just a pastime for me, but what was the question? Um, well, the topic today <laughs> <clears throat> is actually I promise you're listening to church nerds. Well, I mean, this is a loosey goosey episode. Love that nerd is like, a relational mi- ministry. Just... And that's kind of what we're talking about today a little bit. So when I don't know what to talk about. Chowder. Like hey, you are good at this. Great at it. Food. Like if you know how some people will um, bring up the weather when they don't know what to talk about. And mm-hmm. it's like their awkward try and jumpstart Oof. conversation. Oh, hey, yeah. there's a dump tr- dumpster truck out there if you hear some weird noises i thought they already came by they well we've got recycling and we've got trash and they come by at different times we're recording earlier today normally you wouldn't hear this so anyway i like to talk about food uh like in chat my favorite question is what's everyone having for dinner i like to know what people are eating and yeah so you can eat vicariously through. i was like hey let's talk about food today because actually there is a spiritual side to food too and so what? I was like, hey, we can do this. Um, so I wanted to know, like, I thought we could talk about nerdy foods, like iconically nerdy foods. Oh, uh, I want to start with you. Easy. Are you ready for another quiz? Yeah. This is like open opinion. This is not a quiz. This is actually just opinions about things. An- another peek behind the, the curtain here. I have no idea what this podcast is going to be. Yeah, like today. I don't think you I even looked at the doc. no idea. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite chip? Just in general? Yeah. Um, well, like, or like, I don't know, most nostalgic, like the thing you love to eat when you're just vegging out, I guess. Okay. So those are like a lot of different areas of criteria. I will let you choose Do, your own adventure. You want, you want, okay. Are we talking like nerdy chip where like I'm sitting down, I'm gaming? Just say well, both. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really kind of into bugles. Bugles. We don't eat bugles very often. Do you like to make the little fingernails out of them? Absolutely, I do, because I'm not a monster, <laughs> but I like to feel like one when I have bugles on my hands. <laughs> um, I really, I like them. I mean, I, I'm I'm down for the shape. I like the crunch. Okay. And I like the salty, salty corniness. Uh, Salt and vinegar here, by the way, everybody. Well, so like, that's the thing. If I'm like, if I want to, if I want a dignified chip snack. Ooh, dill pickle chips are amazing, by the way. Those are top five. I love them. Top five. Candy, go. 
Well, I was going to say salt and vinegar for my, my big boy chip. Oh, wait, we got we to gotta, we gotta uh, hurry. I'm just trying candy? to keep us on track. It's really hard for me to turn down a Twizzler or a Red Vine. And if I'm going, if I'm going Twizzler, I know those are competing camps. But yeah, because people get really angry with each other. Look here, people. It's not faith versus works. Okay. Like you like can have Twizzlers and Pineapple and, and pizza are not pineapple. I would say... If, if if given the choice and I could pick any of them in the world, like they're all like, hey, Bubba, you just tell us exactly what you want. We'll bring it to you. If I could choose, it's going to be a strawberry Twizzler pull and peel. Oh, OK. Because that one comes in two forms, right? Like I can just, and just go after it and chomp down mm-hmm. on it, get a nice chunk or I can savor it. I can take them one strand at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you got these Twizzlers last time that had like this sour, goopy stuff in the middle. You and hated I, that, didn't you? No, I hate Twizzlers, and I ate a whole package oh, did of those. You? Yes, I, I binged them while you were gone. That's, that one particular moment in time is probably why we're going to have to remove all of our kids' teeth. <laughs> we made little like uh, no, I don't think that jars was. of. All yeah, of the you candies. mixed some candies for. I probably spent fifty dollars on candy. <laughs> Just, but honestly, I am gonna remember that forever. That was I loved so it. fun. Okay. We'll do it again. Soda, go. Okay. Um, you notice I didn't say pop. Yeah, soda pop. Pop. Soda What's your pop. favorite pop? Um, if, honestly, for me, it's it's a root beer, and like very specifically, it's A and W root beer, and even more specific than that, it's an A and W root beer. From the fountain at an A and W burger joint. Okay. I don't want to get too from specific, but okay. It's so smooth because they like mix it there. Like it's not just put a bag, put a, a count. You know, they kind of do, but that but they, doesn't but it, hold a candle to it. the root beer at like BJ's Brew House. I think that it does. No way. I like man. it. I like it better. No way. So BJ's has specialty stuff, and then there's also another place called I Twisted. Like specialty root root there's a place called Twisted Root. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's outside of Texas or not, but it's definitely in Texas, and they will make specialty flavors of root beer, and they brew their own root beer. They don't just mix the bags; they brew because they make beer as well. They brew the root beer there mm-hmm. it's fantastic but i'll pick root beer over anything else any day of the week okay well what about when you are up late gaming and you need a boost or you stayed up too late gaming and then you need a boost in the morning okay so uh, um the name of this oh, no. drink <laughs> is uh Crap. Uh oh! It's a little. Do crass. I need to bleep you? Is no, this what you it's drink? Gonna, at, it's going to bleep the whole thing. Is this what you drink at Cyber City? It's exactly what I drink at Cyber City. <laughs> so the name of it is a balls. B a w l s balls, and I it had it didn't have like caffeine in it. It had like guarana or something like that like some natural caffeinated boost, probably something that they something. discovered stops people's hearts and i know that caffeine is is natural i fully understand but it was it was something else that was not like yeah. chemically based i or only like natural caffeine which yeah. is coffee everybody yeah. coffee here um, which is mine but that i mean i don't drink that anymore because i haven't even tried to find it so I don't even know. We'll have to look later. When, I, when I'm at when I'm at convention, because this is really all they have there, it's Green Monster. Oh yeah, okay. Basically Boo. jet fuel. Remember Surge? See, I want to I want to call out some of these like 
iconically nerdy things. And I don't know if cheese in a can is actually an iconically Ooh. nerdy thing, but it's like in movies when they're trying to portray nerds. The Leaning Tower of Cheese. Cheese. Yeah. Yep. If you haven't seen a goofy movie, Twinkies, cheese balls. I do like Twinkies. Al says anything with cheese dust is not. Like, if it doesn't have cheese dust, it's not a snack. And here's, I have to agree. Yeah. Here's the um, deal, though. I will say if you eat any of popcorn, chips, uh, cheese puffs, any of the stuff, if you eat them without chopsticks. We're going to talk about that if okay. we have time. I'm going to rush through this. Okay. What's your favorite savory snack? Savory? Uh, uh, beef stick. Beef sticks. Yeah. Easy. Sweet, s- sweet snack. Sweet snack. Is that not candy? We, well, I mean, it could be candy, but do you like... Anything else that's not like candy? That's like I don't know. I do like a maybe good, skip it. I do I'm just like trying a, to cover all our whole flavor range here. Yeah, I don't know if this is like for gaming or not, but I I do really enjoy um like a piece of cake. You you turned me onto this piece of cake in a bowl with some milk in it. Mm. Mm. It yep. looked like the dumbest so, thing in the world. No, I was like, where delicious. has it been my entire life? Also, graham crackers with milk. So. No, let's not push the envelope. Here. Uh, sour sour snack. I didn't realize we were gonna be okay. Sour snack? I really do like Sour Patch Kids. Yes. Yeah. That's the correct answer. I like the gumminess of it all. Yes. And the big ones are the best ones. Well, because there's more of them. There's like the ratio of sour to sweet is different. Cereal. Oh, man. Cereal. Uh, That's classic. A loaded question. You only get one. Man, I'm going to be super boring. I like life. I really like life cereal. I also like, uh, you know, you, you said I get one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So shout out to a few more things here. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew's D's. There Mountain are so Dew many Code different flow. Oh, okay. Mountain, uh, what was that? Livewire. Mountain Dew Baja Blast Baja from Blast. Taco Bell. Not exclusively from Taco Bell anymore. Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. Diarrhea Pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Totino's Pizza Rolls. Pizza Rolls. And. Bagel Bites, if we're going to go that direction. Ramen. Oh. This is the weirdest thing that I think you. Yeah. This, this is what Bubba <laughs> likes to do, you guys. He likes to take a package of ramen, crunch it up in the package, take the seasoning, and sprinkle it over the crunched up ramen in the package, and eat that just like that. I, what? I feel That's both disgusting. seen and attacked. <laughs> and okay. it's delicious. It's terrible for your teeth. Do not do it. And also, all of your body. Ramen is so hard. It's. Okay. Anyway, here I wanted to just quickly talk about this because be- gaming is not actually friendly with a lot of snacking. And no. even though it's done together, Almost it's none. disgusting together. It ruins your board games. It gets your, your controllers disgust. Your- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it might complete your tabletop experience, mm, but ruin mm. your ta- your board game components. Yeah. We'll say that. I've had many a drink spilled over very Im- oh, my expensive goodness. board Okay, games. so clean finger snack options, everyone. Get a pencil, write it down. Yeah. Fruit, like, you know, great. A lot of fruits, as long as they're not cut up, the syrup is still inside of it. And so yeah. it's fine. Just remember, you're not a napkin. <clears throat> Popcorn is dece. It's better than Cheetos. Does not. Hey, if you're gonna slide the scale, okay, you could you, you could do um light like unseasoned or the skinny pop is not as greasy. As listen to what you're saying, as greasy. Continue. Corn dogs, they got a stick. Corn dogs have a stick. Veggies and dip. Veggies are not sugary. They're wet, but they're not sugary. <laughs> Nuts. Dusty. As long as you keep they're dusty. If they're salted. If they're not, but throw they're them away. But they're better than some things. No, it's even even the unsalted ones. Gummy are, bears. 
you can never go wrong with a gummy bear. Okay. We got one. Anything, Woo. anything, gummy worms, okay. gummy dragons. I know we're going long. What is the worst gaming snack possible? Nachos. <laughs> Easy, like not even like loaded nachos, uh, a baked potato or something like that. No, because like you eat that with a fork, but nachos are a finger food. Yeah. You win. Yep. That yep. is it. That's it. That's the but worst But here's one. the deal. Anything can be a gaming snack. Oh, whoopie pie might be worse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anything can be a gaming snack. And I say anything you just mentioned will be by now. It doesn't work. But like all these things, popcorn, Cheetos, nachos, all this stuff. Guys, chopsticks. Just eat a whoopie pie with chopsticks and it's fine. I eat pop because I like to eat all of these foods at my desk Mm -hmm. while I'm working. Mm -hmm. And I'm always clickety clack on the keyboard, right? Chopsticks. Mm -hmm. Just if you don't know how, get a cheater pair. Learn them. There are... um, there are these uh, like little finger From things. From World Market, it's they're like chopstick it's, trainers. Yeah, chopsticks for your fingers. Oh, have no, you seen these I, things? No, I haven't seen those. I'm sorry. Oh, I you're, you're you were thinking of the them. little, yeah. yeah, little people looking uh-huh. things. No, there are uh, little things that you you hook onto your fingers. I don't know how you would type all well with them, but you do that, and then like all you do is you pinch your index finger and your middle finger together, and it moves Here's the chopstick together. Here's your other alternative: um, just hire a person to feed you. Oh yeah, why didn't I? No, we'll start with that one next time. Not a slave. Pay pay them. Pay them. Yeah. Pay them t- to put food in. Your Speak mouth. well to them. <laughs> Give them benefits. <laughs> Just um, grape. I need a grape. Yeah. And also fan me. Yeah, maybe it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> Anyway, hey, we are going to get out of here for just a second. We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're talking about food and its spiritual significance, probably. Not looking at the notes. <laughs> He's guessing. Yeah. He's correct, but uh, also he was totally guessing. Nailed it. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Jeshua, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the tabletop fantasy role-playing game, Ryutama, from Kododama Heavy Industries. It's said that the journey matters more than the destination, and Ryutama takes this feeling and builds an entire experience around it. It presents itself as a casual, rules-like tabletop RPG that focuses heavily on exploration and survival. And though that may sound like a grim, dark, and gritty game, Ryutama is bright, playful, and chock-full of whimsical charm. A quick flip through the book, and you'll see mountains of JRPG-inspired art, layout, and design. The magical and carefree look and feel of the book is honestly one of my favorite parts about the game, and is a welcome change from the deep, vast, and dramatic settings I usually favor. In Ryutama, you won't find grand knights with jaded pasts or mysterious wizards with ulterior motives. Instead, players will play as a merchant, noble, or even a farmer who due to an ancient and cultural custom, must become travelers at least once in their life and embark on a grand journey of their own. Along the way, you'll deal with inclement weather, adventuring hazards, and wild monsters on your precursory journey. Ryutama is a simple 2d6 rollover target system with very few modifiers. However, there's a ton of subsystems that keep the game interesting on every leg of your journey. Combat is heavily inspired by the 8-bit and 16-bit era of RPGs, your characters have different frontline and backline combat capabilities depending on where they stand. 
Even the static battlefield in combat begs for a swirly, wishy transition and a heart-pumping battle music cue. Ryutama offers so much for such a charming book. Monsters you defeat drop raw materials that you can use to craft new items and gear. Inventory management is key. And even the seasons play a major role in how you travel the world. I give Ryutama a 7 out of 10. I'm Jeshua, and this has been Reviews of the Nerds. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we're talking all about nom noms, scrum diddly umptious. And I don't mean foodie food, because no. we have some friends. Okay, so like Asia, Philippiac, <gasps> and Al. Dude. They uh, make Asia. the yummiest looking food. I look at it, and I'm like, I wanted to eat that, but that is not necessarily the kind of food that we have been talking about no that's a lot higher class but asia has made we were there forever ago i don't remember when it was last time we were there um and she made like a bunch of snacks and i was like oh my god this this is amazing Mm. like this like she she made chips from scratch like this was fantastic i was there just this past week i like just got back yesterday and on her stream, she made something. I don't remember the name of Did it. Did she air fry the chips? How'd she make it? Well, I don't know. You have oh. to ask her. Um, it's it's all the dark arts to me. So I don't mm-hmm. understand any any of it works. But she made this thing on her stream and then brought it over for us to eat. And I don't know what it is. Like some curry thing. I, I can't, it, it sound either, either like TikTok or tough acting, tough acting. You remember those commercials with um, uh, Coach Madden? I don't like um, how you're bringing tough actin tenactin well, into a that, food conversation. That's grossing me out a t- little bit. Tenactin. I don't know what the name of the dish is, but it sounds like tenactin <laughs> to me. That's all I can remember. Um, and so uh, okay. she made it and it's like this curry base. Oh my girl. It was so good. I had two massive plates of it. Okay. I want it right now. Actually. Well, what was the question? Well, <laughs> I mentioned earlier in the last bit that I like to bring up food to alleviate awkward moments. And there and there's a reason, like a specific reason or a few specific reasons that I like to do that and why it actually works. Um, so food is like like eating is a universal experience. Everybody, Everybody does it. Eats. Now, okay. I'm not trying to exclude people who are like on feeding tubes and things. Those people are out there. And yeah. if you are, I'm sorry because yeah. you actually have been robbed of one of life's joys. Yeah. And I really feel for you. But in general, most of us eat, most of us eat multiple times a day. And so yep. when you're like, hey, what have you, what did you have for dinner? Like it's an easy to recall piece of information. The most successful like Facebook polls and things, people to gain interactions with their posts, they ask these like extremely easy to answer questions about what you like, what did you do or what do you prefer, you know, opinions, things, because if it's just a real quick answer kind of question, people just they love chiming in on that stuff. And you'll 100%. get, and so 
Uh, I don't know. It's just easy. It's an easy question. Um, and it's kind of like non-threatening because it's just like yeah. people yeah, do have it's opinions like, about What's food? your favorite food? And people don't say, how dare you? Yeah, it's, it's not going to get you right. into any hot water. You're not asking about any of the hot button issues of today. Nope. What, did you, what are you eating? Nothing political about favorite food. Yeah. I did have a Chicago dog in the airport yesterday. Tell me about it. Which is a big deal, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now, when you fly, every time I fly to Louisville, okay, um, I, I go through Midway, Chicago Midway. And yeah, I know, right? Eyebrows. But like it, it makes it makes sense if you think about how all the flight patterns are and stuff like that. So planes are weird. But anyway, anytime you go through there um, in Chicago Midway, like they, they have a, a pretty massive food court. Like they've, they've got a lot of stuff going on there, but everything's closed right now. Like everything. <laughs> ah, rats. I was in line. Now, st- stay with me here because the next phrase I'm going to sound is going to say is going to sound pretty gross. Okay. I was in line at the Vienna beef stand, like, and you're thinking, oh, Vienna, Vienna sausages. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. Um, <laughs> but like, if you think about it, who better to make a hot dog than Vienna? Um, and so anyway, long story short, I'm in line. It's like one thirty, and they, PM. P, yeah, PM. And they, the lady comes up and she's like, y'all can get a hot dog, but this, this uh, location is closed. And I was like, what's that? It's one thirty. Airport places have such weird hours. In my mind, I'm like, they should be open 24 yeah. hours a day because there's people in here 24 hours a day who literally cannot go anywhere. Oh, yeah. You're they locked. have to eat here. And you're closed. You're closed. Starbucks. People need oh, yes. coffee in the morning. Don't open at 10 a.m. in well, the airport. What on earth? The the co- uh, the Starbucks in the hotel at the convention center closed at like 4.30. Yeah. And we were like, what are you doing? People are, they're just now letting out to, and you're, cl- you're now you're closing as we're I letting mean, out. I mean, I have to assume that they're the ones who sees their, see their sales numbers and know when sure. is profitable or not. Sure. But when you want the coffee at 4.30, yeah, then you cares? get mad about it. Yeah, I'm so, not super interested. Anyway, I guess people do have opinions dog. about foods. It was good. Good? Yep. It was good? Had a pickle sphere on it. Did have the little um, little tiny peppers? Pepperoncinis? I did. Well, they, didn't call, they called them sport peppers. Sport peppers. Woo-wee. And they were delicious. They were just the right amount of spice. Um, it had Chicago relish on it, mm-hmm. which is very green, like food dye green. Did it have mild sauce? It was sweet, no because mild sauce. Because all the people in my neighborhood ate no them mild with sauce. mild sauce. Nope, and I couldn't get cheese on it either. They didn't have any cheese. Oh, boo. Well- Okay, yeah. But I left the onions off because <clears throat> onions are gross. <laughs> well, okay, so the other thing about food, I, I mean, we've probably all heard about like the studies and stuff surrounding how it's good for families to eat together. Yeah. That's one of the big pushes of like psychologists and counselors and all kinds of pe- and doctors that are like, eat 
with your kids. Have family dinners because they see this major difference in kids who grow up eating dinner together with their families and those that do not. Um, And it's a lot of things ranging from like self-esteem and confidence and, you know, stuff like that, like social things. Also, even like weight control is markedly different Mm. in kids who grew up eating dinner together as a family than those who um, eat on their own. And that's not limited either to just kids. People in general who eat together with other people eat healthier things almost 100% of the time than they do on their own. What? Which when you think about it, you Because you eat, don't want to share the good stuff you with eat anybody else. You eat the shamefully else. bad for you things on your own in the dark, like in secret. Yes, because you don't want to share. It's 100% because I do not want to share. <laughs> That's a, I have no shame about it. I just don't want it. Like sometimes I I'll sneak more stuff into this room. I eat more ice cream when kids go to bed. 100%. <laughs> Definitely. Because they're going to want to eat it too. Yeah. You yeah. don't feel shame. I, I do a little bit. What? Yeah. I know this is bad for me, but Are I'm going to eat it. you eating ice cream without me? Oh, yes. Yeah. And Sometimes. Uh, Miriam. Sometimes. Most of the time I get you a bowl too, but sometimes in I the dark. I just crossed my arms. <laughs> okay. Anyway, eating together is healthier. We make better decisions and healthier decisions when we eat together. Sure. So it's like... Physically and metaphysically, it's healthier for you. Yes, it is. And so spiritually, it's interesting to think about like how food is sort of linked. Like it's a part of us. It's a part of our physical being. But there's also like these spiritual connections with it as well. Sure. Um, Food is and I guess maybe because it's such a common shared experience, like Jesus uses food analogies all the time, a lot. And, and definitely like you read in the Bible about people breaking bread together and having things in common, which even that phrase of breaking bread together, um, means like we're all tearing from the same loaf and what was mine, this whole thing has now become everybody's. And so it's a a shared visual, right? Um, and so it's like drawing people together, creating symbolism. We have like communion is a shared meal. And, yeah. you know, going back to the Passover was all about a meal. And all of the feasts of Israel is like people getting together and eating. Yeah. And so there's something really special about just going and eating together. Um, and we, like, I will say that I feel really strongly about... <laughs> How every gathering that we have, of you know, that's intentional and that we want to fellowship and we're usually doing spiritual things. Yeah. I'm like, it's got to have food. Has to. There has to be food there. And it's funny because I've met a couple of people who I just think are weirdos yep. who are like. You want to name them? No. Okay. Um, they're like, no, absolutely no food. And I'm like, why not? And they're like, because it's a distraction. It's a distraction. It's a lot of work. There is planning because you have to plan 
the meal sort of, and you have to clean up after it and make sure that you have enough disposable forks and knives and napkins and that there's drinks and that there's ice, you know, like I can understand that. But I also know that every consistent routine, like group that we've gotten together or gathering that we've made, there's been food. food. And if there wasn't food, it failed miserably. Isn't that weird? Miserably. Um, People like to eat. They like mm-hmm. to have snacks. When you have food, <clears throat> when you have food for people, you're telling them that, that you care about them mm-hmm. without, you know, tell me that you care about somebody without telling me that you care about somebody. You know, it's, it's one of those, one of those memes. I have food for them when they're over because it's like, Hey, this is going to be around dinner time. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to schedule something around and, and a meal time. I'm going to ask you to be here. (laughs) And then even they're like, let's have this children's birthday party at noon, but there's not going to be food. Oh, hey, make sure you eat before you come or bring a sack lunch. It's like we did that one time when we were young and bad at like people things. Dumb. We scheduled a work day that started kind of, I think it started at one, which I thought, well, they will have already eaten and they hadn't. No, because now we know. (laughs) Right now we know. So we just make it a point and it's legitimately because most, most of the times Jesus had food around. He just did. Right. Like, so he knew what it was doing. Um, You you look at the feeding of, of the Um, Mm 5,000, you know, depending on your theological camp, you know, the the two times that he did that, you Mm -hmm. know? And so it's like, that was a big deal. Like, I don't think that's a theological camp. I think there's two accounts in one gospel. Some people don't think it happened twice. Oh, okay. Um, But anyway, we're not here to debate that. And so, uh, you know, it's like they were were coming to Jesus and saying, um, hey, basically these people do not care about anything that you have to say. Well. Until you feed them. Okay. So speaking of loaves and fish, how about fish shaped little tiny loaves that are orange? I'm talking about goldfish people. Oh, we love them fishes because they're so delicious. <laughs> so I can remember um, there for a while it was a podcast or something called Elephant in the Room. Okay. And there was this church that was talking about how they were really intentional about using like every cent that they possibly could for missions. And one of the things that they decided to do was cut goldfish in the children's wing. And I remember listening to that and thinking, that is the dumbest decision that I think they could possibly make. Have you ever worked? Have you ever tried to like deliver a message or tried to make children remember anything when they were hungry? No, it's you just explain. You are just talking to a wall that's actually really hyper and whiny. You explain to them that we use that money for missions. I guess the, maybe the idea was we'll tell parents to pack their own snacks and they'll just eat whatever snack that they have. But I'm just like some of the biggest, hardest, most horrible nights in the children's wing have been because I I cut kids off too early. Like they they wanted thirds and fourths yeah. of snack because they were starving. And I'm like, no, we, like it's not our job to feed you. Uh, no, isn't you, it, isn't you've it had enough. But then. I mean, those kids just couldn't deal. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of times when we'll like do the story, I will do it while they are eating 
because they're occupied. Yeah, their mouths like are their, full. Their mouths are full. Their hands are moving. And they're just happy. Yeah, people <laughs> like to eat. Because they're eating. And then we can actually talk. And I don't care if they talk with their mouths full or they spill their water. Like it happens. And it's just... And I have that same kind of thought with adults. Yeah, well, well adults are just grown-up kids. Like, let's be real. <laughs> and, um, like, in the desert, what did all those people complain about all the time? Food. 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 <laughs> uh, that is one of my favorite. Not to say that God is doing it wrong, but I find myself just really connecting with the Israelites on a deep level when they're like, we are hungry. Because when I'm hungry... I am a jerk. Yeah, hangry is a real thing. But that that story about the Israelites is legit. Like it's it's one of my favorite stories to tell when it comes to like food and complaining and yada yada yada. It's it's so God gave them manna, right? Manna means what? What is it? What is it? Because we still don't know. Um, and so it's it's this manna from heaven. They were allowed to collect it six days a week. Okay. You know, and they the only day that they could collect more than they needed was the day before the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And so God was providing for them for everything that they possibly would need. And they got tired of that. Right. They got tired of people, not having to plant, not having to work the field, not having to till, not having to do all And just the that same thing over and over again. Somebody asked or, me the other day, if you could only have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I was like, I would not want to do that because it, it doesn't matter what I'd choose. I'd hate it eventually. Yeah. So what ends up happening is the Israelites go and complain and they're like, oh, you try, you moved us out of the land that we, gave us the things that we could eat and have. And oh, whoa, 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 we want meat. Where's the meat? And so they were like, all right, you got it. You want quail? You got quail. We're going to give you so much quail. You're going to vomit it out of your nose. You guys ever thrown up so hard it came out your nose? It ain't fun. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. I'm glad we're talking about this on this podcast about food. Hey, Gross. what's food with a little bit of vomit? You know? And so, like, that's the thing is, like, you know, when I'm all about getting, like, bringing food to people. And, you know, we have uh, a couple in our life group just had a baby. Dude, I know three people who've had babies all within like 48 hours hey, of each other. Look, it's not a competition. It's crazy. Okay, this is the one I know about. So they had, and we set up meal plans, you know, where we're going to do a meal train. We're going to bring them food, do all that stuff. And I love doing that. I love having food anywhere like we go to do a sit down, whether it's a training or, you know, life group or whatever it is. I love having food. Kind of where I get peeved is when people are like, I don't like this. Oh, do you, uh, we have, you know, do you, I see that we have pizza here. Do you, do you have any, do you have any, this kind of pizza? I'm like, you can get out. <laughs> well, uh, this space is not for you. right? So now. here's another just challenge for myself. <sighs> the way that I show love for people and care is usually in the form of carbs. Oh and yeah. Like sugar. Carbs are king. I'm like my grandmother in that the best things that I make are very bad for you. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're delicious. Scotch Roos, And bro. I only make them for people. I mean, I don't know. I just, I love to love people Whoopie with pies. terribly unhealthy food. But then I'm like, do I actually love them? 
because um, like, for example, we've had some people in our life group who are very focused on the keeping up of the temple. They're better than us. You can just say it. I know it. You know it. They're very fit or maybe they've been having some health problems and are having to do these crazy restrictive diets to try to get back on health, you know, are on, on, I don't know, on track with their health. Um, And so it's not actually loving for me to be like, have a whoopie pie person who has been struggling with their health. No, you just, you let them watch you eat it. And that's not loving. And so it's like, I, this last week we were going to have spaghetti night. And I'm referencing Jim Gaffigan for the second time right now, where it's like, why with Italian food? Is it like, let's have some bread with our bread. <laughs> um, we have spaghetti. Is that and why we there's have... so much garlic bread on the counter? <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, we want to have garlic bread and we want like, it's just so many carbs at one time with Italian food for reasons I do not understand. So I was like, okay. I know some of you are trying to be careful. And so I'm going to not cause you to stumble here. I'm going to buy like red lentil pasta. Okay. So it's actually a protein pasta instead of just a carb pasta. Yeah. And so, you know, it's good for you, but it isn't regular spaghetti. And it's, it's a decent alternative, but it's kind of like soy milk where it's like, but we all know it's not milk, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's tofetti is what it is. <laughs> um, none, none of the people who are <clears throat> trying to, like, none of the people who care about that sort of thing were there. Again, none of the people not are better eight. than us. So I am calling all of you out who are Ooh, probably you not listening you are. to this podcast. You know who you are? You weren't there and we all ate healthy pasta because of you. Ugh. Um, but it is challenging. It is challenging because, and, and I, and I want to support my friends who are trying to make those decisions. And the other day I was thinking about how, like in the Bible, we have moments of fasting and we have moments of feasting and it's okay to enjoy a whoopie pie. And it's like, it's okay to eat these terrible for you things. And even the people who are really fit, like on their birthdays, I'll be like, okay, what can you have? Yeah. And they're like, just make the thing. <laughs> I always go back to. I will to, eat it because it's my birthday. I and was, we have, that's a feasting moment. I always go back to like Jesus' first <clears throat> miracle was turning water into wine. And <clears throat> regardless of what your stance on alcohol is, I think we can all kind of agree that enough of it can get you kind of sloppy. <laughs> and so that was, his, that was the first recorded miracle we have <clears throat> is him turning water into wine. And it <clears throat> was expressly stated in there that it was the good stuff normally you bring it out at the beginning and then towards the end it starts to wane off and you bring the best out at the end Mm -hmm. and so like as far as like just never ever 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 having anything that just could even remotely be bad for you it's like jesus turned water to wine and so like Mm -hmm. you know do with that information what you will but we're going to interpret it as you can have a whoopie pie 100 (laughs) percent All right. Well, yeah. So we, as we close out here, uh, food is super important. You, you mentioned communion earlier and that meal is known as the last, the Lord's supper, not the last supper. That's a painting. The Lord's (laughs) supper. Um, a lot of churches. The last supper was an event. Yeah. And it looked exactly like it did. (laughs) Did for sure. Um, and so 
we we do that with LTN as well. Um, at any one of our uh, conferences that we do, LTNCon, we have it coming up here in October, 15th through the 17th. Go to ltncon.info for more on that. We do we do a, a Lord's Supper. We do communion at the end of it because it's a culmination of everything that we've been doing up until that point. So that the last thing that you get as you leave is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Like we are doing this for the purpose of furthering the kingdom, whether that means new people in or people that are already in knowing and growing, we're doing it for the kingdom. Um, And the beauty about communion is that it says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it every week. You don't have to do it every year. You don't have to do it every decade. You could do it multiple times a week. You could do it every hour on the hour. It just says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And that's Jesus talking about his death and sacrifice that he's got coming up and his his life with them leading up to that. So all the things that God has done in your life, those are the things that you are remembering when you take communion. So that meal is a very, very special time. And you're like, dude, it's a shot glass at best of grape juice and a little piece of styrofoam that I'm eating. Could it be better? 100%. Yes, it could. When we did it at LTNCon last year, it was a whatever you have, whatever you have, that is your communion. If it's Doritos and Mountain Dew, then that's what it is. And we were pretty, you know, unashamedly, you know, open about that, that it, it has very little, if anything, to do with the actual things that you're eating and drinking. It has more to do with the thought behind it. Are you remembering well? Are you honoring God well as you take the the Doritos mm-hmm. and Mountain Dew? Because, I mean, there's two schools of thought. It's like, well, but he said, <clears throat> you know, bread and he said this wine. Mm-hmm. But so so it has to be bread and wine because those elements are important because they're symbolic, which I can understand yeah. that. And, you know, it's about the 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 passover and different things but kind of the whole point of of the passover and of the elements that jesus selected in communion like yes that was a special dinner because it was about that special feast so there was a lot of symbolism but there's also the fact that bread and wine were like staples yeah that's a very 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 common meal yeah and so that saying, as often as you do this, it's twofold. It's like as often as you're doing the big deal dinner, but also as often Anytime as you're, you eat. you're eating yeah. bread and wine and just everyday stuff, remember me all the time. Do it in remembrance of me, yep. which is why um, Mountain Dew and Doritos Might be here every can day. work. They yeah. can work. Now, if for you, bread and wine is a must, that's also fine. Mm-hmm. Just don't project. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make that don't don't make your normal everybody else's normal. You know what I mean? Like let's 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 try again and keep the main thing the main thing. We're trying to do this not because we're following a formula, but we're trying to remember the impact that God has had in and through our lives. Um mm-hmm. so sacrifice. Hey, check <laughs> us out. Another high five. We ended not on a joke. We got to like a deep a deep topic. Um uh, went a little we bit long we on this one. We were never going to get there, but we did. I just love talking about food. Um, <laughs> but hey, don't go anywhere because when we come back after this short break, we have a nerdy recommendation for you and also a Church Nerds memory verse. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast.
What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. So for today's nerdy recommendation, we we got a game that we really like. We've played it. We used to play it quite a bit, actually. Um, Before we had so many games on our shelf of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I think that we played this game like years ago, mm-hmm. right? Didn't we play it when we were in Odessa? Did we have it? No. We, not that far back? Maybe? Tough no, call. I don't know. Tough oh, call. I don't know. Anyway, suspense aside, the game is Sushi Go. Mm-hmm. And you can play this game. I forget what it maxes out at. I just want to say a lot. Because basically what you're doing is it's a card drafting game and mm-hmm. you're building different kinds of sushi. Um, and you can add elements as you're drafting cards, you're trying to collect sets as it goes around. And so each round has a certain number of cards that are drawn and then you pick one and then you pass the pile to the person next to you. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of that like spoons element yeah. going on and it's not like fast pacing crazy yeah. like spoons is, but, um, yeah. And you can still get it today. I yep. think it's a game, right? It is um, game, right? Game, which is why you can still yeah. get it. W-R-I-G-H-T. I saw it at Gen Con. Yeah. And obviously it's cute because it's like little chibi sushi yeah. art. and Nothing um, heavy, but intro strategy game, stuff like that. If you're looking for games to play with kids or new gamers or mm-hmm. honestly, even like grandparents or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Game Right is a company you probably want to look into. Yeah. Um, they're not the only company that does it, but they do it pretty well. So yeah. that's Sushi Go. And there's there's two different versions of it as far as I, I know. There's like Sushi Go, which is what we had. And then there was Sushi Go Party, which is more cards, more people can play. I think it has a couple of different elements in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a pretty cheap game. So I would say go check it out. We'll have the link in the description and all that stuff here on on this this year episode's podcast page so um, go and check that out uh, anna what is our church nerds hold on wait, wait, wait we still have to talk about one thing recommendation of um go and register oh yeah, for yeah, yeah. LTN Con. well before you register i guess you have to like see if you can actually come but it is an event that is coming up yeah, so we, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff with LTNCon where the theme this year is an online LAN party. And if you don't know what LTNCon is, that's totally fine. I get it. No big deal. It's an opportunity for us, Love Thy Nerd, to teach you how to do LTN. Our goal and drive and determination is not to see LTN plastered um, and scattered to the four winds. And like anytime you turn around, you see LTN. Our goal is to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. And part of that means training you how to do that as well. So equipping people and supporting them in actually going and doing it themselves. It doesn't have to be LTN branded. Just go and do it. 
people are always like, oh, how do I host an LTN game night? Like, you just host a game night. Mm-hmm. If you want to know how to do that, we can teach you how to do that. But we're not super interested currently. That may change over time. We're not super interested currently in um, major brand reach. Like um, MLM game box, you buy in yeah. and then and try and try and recruit some people for your team. Well, so it's funny you say that because <laughs> we are actually doing boxes for LTN Con. We're calling our land party boxes, so but they don't have to um, recruit more people for their team so that they can get a Corvette or something. They right? don't have to. Okay. Um, but they is def- there a pink Cadillac? Yeah. Why not? Yes. How many you want? Is it a pink to blue gradient Cadillac? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so what we're doing is we're sending out these land party boxes that you pay a hundred bucks and we'll send you a box that has games in it, like tabletop experience games that you can play. And those are designed to be what are known as play to wins. So you play the game and then you roll a D20 or whatever at the end. And then you will have D20 in the box and you can roll the D20 and then whoever gets the highest roll gets a game. And hmm. so like, it's one of those things where we say all the time, all every game, they're going to win every game. Yeah. The, the, Cause y'all are not interested in shipping all this. Oh no, 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 no. Once, <laughs> once I ship it to you, it better not show back up my doorstep. <clears throat> so make sure you give me the right address. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's this way that we can send a, like a con experience to your doorstep because Mm -hmm. we're doing this thing where we are not having a large in-person gathering. Mm -hmm. Some of us are going to be running the show at, uh, in new Albany, you know, at Matt's house, but for the, for everybody else, we're saying, Hey, we're going to make 20 of these boxes. We're partnering with a lot of different people, um, to put games and coffee and, Popcorn and all pop, sorts of pop, pop popcorn. So, soda corn in the in inside of the boxes and then send these things to you so that you have a convention experience or a conference experience, as it were. And we're still developing that and we'll be sending those out the week of, but it's going to be really cool. And we want you to do that. And that's a hundred dollars, but you can also just watch it on Twitch. But we want you to come and and register. There's an option for you to you know to donate you know because it's zero dollars to to come to this this conference. But if you believe in what we do and you want to help us move forward, you can also donate it you know any number you want, or you can get the super sponsor nerd, which gets you um, a sticker, a lanyard. Um, the sticker is a hollow LTN Con sticker, a lanyard, a badge because we'll send you a, a you know a badge like you were at a regular you know con. Um, and then a t-shirt, an LTN con t-shirt for this year, which you're going to want because they're freaking dope. Like these are my favorite ones so far that we've done of all the LTN cons. And so we'll send you that stuff. And then on top of that, you make a $35 donation to LTN. And so that's a hundred dollars. Also, the beauty of it is if you want the box, you just go in on it with the people that are going to be there. And if there are 10 of you there, I did the math in my head real quick it's $10 a person like that's super cheap you you can't you can't buy a good game sorry if you have a $10 game you can't buy a good game for 10 bucks mm-hmm. but for 10 bucks a person 10 people yada 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 and we're not opening that up to everybody like if you're like hey i bought a land box and i live in you know columbus ohio we're not saying hey go to this address in columbus it's like that's that's up to you how you want to do that and run that if you want to just be your friends because you know you're worried about the global pandemic, 
that's fine. If you want to open it up, then we'll publicize it. But we want to give you the opportunity to have LTNCon show up at your doorstep and then you do with it what you will. So everything's going to be on Twitch, lovethynerd.com slash Twitch, October 15th and 16th. But what I want you guys to do is to go to ltncon.info and you'll get all of the information about it. You'll, you'll see who the speakers are. Some of them you'll know, some of them you won't know. We're actually going to have one of our speakers, um, one of our breakout speakers. We're going to have her here on this podcast before LTNCon. Um, really excited about that. And going to be talking about a really interesting topic too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Just stay tuned for that. But you're going to be hearing a lot more about LTNCon. What I want you to do, whether you're going to be joining us on Twitch or getting a land box or whatever, I want you to go to LTNCon.info. Do me a favor and register. Just let us know. That's going to help us know how many things to make, how many shirts we need to print for next year, how many stickers, how many, you know, whatever. The numbers help us. They don't drive us, but they help us to be able to plan well for the coming years. So... Plan well to care well. Oh, man. If you're not carbon, you're not caring. Am I right or am I right? Hey, I think that's true. Speaking of carbing and caring, we have a memory verse about food. I can't wait. First Corinthians 1031 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. There is a, uh, do you feel the rhythm from VBS? Nope. No? Nope. It was a little different though. Okay. Eat or drink Didn't. or whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord. You remember that? I remember <laughs> no. It. No. Uh, it didn't say whether you eat whoopie pies or vegetable pasta. Yes, I see. But it I in think there. that it it carries through. I see. It. It's it's not what I a think man this was puts actually in, It's about, not what a man puts into his mouth that makes him unclean, but rather what comes out of it. I think so. this is in that passage about meat meat offered to idols and whatnot. And, oh, yeah. and so it's like, whether you're going to imbibe in that or you're not going to just do it in the name, you know, do it to the glory of God. Yep. So whoopie pies could be compared to hundred um, oh, <laughs> percent. We could, we could go, we could go way deeper into that. We've, <laughs> we've actually, we've, we've done legitimate like studies and discussions on food mm-hmm. um, and they're fantastic. Fascinating. Well, hey, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, Church Nerds, and our other podcasts and videos, of which we have a ton of them. We put out so much content. So go to, go and check that out at lovethynerd.com. If you would like to become a direct supporter of our mission and a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. I like to tell people if any of that makes sense to you, then it's important to you. If that's just a bunch of gobbledygook, that just means you're supporting a good cause. And you probably don't fall into the right tax bracket to care about that, (laughs) which is where we were for a lot of years, Mm -hmm. if we're being real. And also, don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. Don't act like you don't shop on Amazon. We know that you do. Don't you dare act like you don't mm-hmm. because you do. Mm-hmm. Um, shame aside, hey, seriously, you can set us as your charity of choice. All you got to do is go to smile.amazon.com, set Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice, and that's going to give LTN a very small kickback. I think it's like five cents per purchase, but that adds up. Um, gives us a small kickback on your purchase at absolutely no extra cost to you. 
You can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning by going to ltnonair.com or by searching the Live 365 app in your store of preference and then looking for LTN Radio. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we will catch you next week, I'm assuming, probably, on another episode of Church Nerds. (laughs) And as always, if no one else tells you this, please just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds.